Hello and welcome. You're listening to episode 23 of the Non Sequitur podcast. Today is November 8th, 2011. And on my right, I've got Amy, Melissa, Kelly, and I'm Luke. Um, we are going to try to stick to our typical kind of 75 minute range podcast. I've got a little segment at the end where the giant bomb guys discuss Transformers 3 and just how ridiculous it is. So we're going to try to keep it from going too long today. Um, <clears throat> the music you just heard is from Shadow of the Colossus, uh, one of the best video games in the I heard no music. Yeah, you're breaking the fourth wall, Kelly. Pretend that you heard Shadow of the Colossus music. How about that? I can't remember how it goes. That's tragic. You just played it. We'll right. get to that later. Um, so that is from a great video game. Uh, we're going to work on some new music for hopefully the next episode, um, if we can get together and put it together. Uh, since the last episode, we've had 373 downloads of whoop podcasts. Whoop. So people still <clears throat> listen. I don't know why. Um, but uh, I want to get a, a quick update from you people about your NaNoWriMo writing. Um, so... Kelly, Amy, do you want to explain what it is first? I was going to say, I'm not sure everyone knows what NaNo is. Uh, NaNo, NaNoWriMo stands for National Novel Writing Month. So you take the month of November and you write a 50,000 word story. Yeah, how are you doing on that? Wait, wait, let's how back this up. How are you doing on that, Kelly? Oh, yeah. Let's back this up. You guys did this last <clears throat> yes. right? For your first time last year? Yes. yes. How many did you write, Amy? I have no idea. Like 10,000 words? No, it was more than that. I think I got close to halfway, but not... Not to 50,000. It was a no. nano fail. Oh, yes. is that actually what it's called? <clears throat> hey, it was the attempt that... The is, attempt is what, is what counts. Okay. Is what counts. That's I say I failed remote. because it snowed and <clears throat> the CEO of the company was supposed to be showing up and Thanksgiving happened. That's true. Your job kind of makes it hard. What about you, Kelly, last year? How did you do? I wrote a little over 51. Oh, wow. 000, you did do 50, That's right, because you got the 50,100. So, yeah, wow. I did... I did win last year. And you weren't just copy and pasting at the end? No. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, not a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> it isn't a bad idea. I'm kind of falling behind this year because... We'll get to that, yeah. sure. <clears throat> All right, so this year, Amy, how are you doing? Um, Not well. I just looked it up. Do you want me to tell them? Yeah, because I don't remember. I think you're at 5,400. So and we're supposed to be at... at 10,300. Little... Yeah. No, so perfect. You'll make it to halfway again. Two years combined yeah, you're... and you're a nano win. <laughs> <laughs> not sure it works that way but okay and kelly you're almost twice as far ahead yeah well i didn't update it last night i think i'm around just a little over a hundred just a little over ten thousand words. okay <clears throat> so you're basically on pace or a little over and i think i'm behind actually okay <laughs> maybe by the end of today you will be but danielle I've got, is i've got a whole vacation like that's true nine day vacation coming up i'm gonna write like crazy and play and play skyrim skyrim yeah and we'll see which it. one comes up on top on that <laughs> Uh, D Danielle listening, uh, I think she's beating you in the word. <clears throat> unless I wouldn't be surprised. She has an update. She's doing a great job. I, I just, I don't have the time. I've got so much work that, and I'm, you know, I'm exhausted when I get home from work because I sit in front of a computer and type all day. Yeah. <laughs> so doing that you know, at home sitting, for fun. Doing it more, yeah, when I get home is tiring. But the weekends I get a lot done. That's so good. I got almost. Your Sunday was great. My Sunday was really good. I almost got 3,500 words or something. Nice. That's something huge. Like that. I, w I would like to give a shout out to Danielle and, and say publicly that I want to read her story because a, uh, what was it, like spy thriller intrigue set in an imaginary place that's sort of neo-Victorian just sounds awesome. I also want to read it because her <laughs> bio is so well written. I think yeah. she's got the best bio I've read. Nice. For an it's author very bio. well done. So yeah, yeah she's got so, like, 
Stalk Danielle, tell her that you love her, see if she'll publish something. That'd be fantastic. Uh, Kelly, do you want to give a pitch for Scrivener or just let people use what they're using? Sure, yeah. Scrivener is a, it's a writer's program, basically. It's, help, it's designed to help you break apart writing projects into small manageable bits, like chapters, scenes, things like that, and write a novel or a short story or what have you. Um, yeah, it's 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 great great little tool. It's real easy to learn how to use. Um, yeah, I picked it up real fast, and you know it helps you create character um, spreadsheets. So you have you can take a. In fact, you can even use a picture. Um, just take a picture off the internet of how you roughly what you want the character to look like in your own head, and stick it on there, and then put their name and you know where they are from, what their background is, what they look like, all these things. So you just have it on the fly if you. You know, if you want to toss something in in a chapter somewhere. And they're yeah. doing a promo right now, right? They know that NaNoWriMo they are, is going are, yeah. On. They're doing a really special promo uh, for NaNoWriMo, <clears throat> which is how I pronounce it, which is weird, but a okay. better way. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is uh, you get 50% off of the cost of the program if you can meet the 50,000-word NaNoWriMo goal. So so it's $40 it's, normally yep. and $20 if you manage to succeed. Yep. So, so is it done like a, a rebate then if you prove I'm it? not sure. There's You have to use the program to do it. There's a one-month trial or a five-week yeah, trial. Yeah, you get a one... Yeah, it's like a five-week trial. And you when you go to purchase it, somehow it looks at your word count maybe i don't know it might be real easy to cheat it just by you know copy pasting into it but possible but it, it might check your netoramo website profile. it might do that too i don't know it's possible it's it, hard to say <clears throat> so but i mean that there's even easier to cheat you just plug in a big number and that's true yeah. you could so, so i don't know how it works but scrivener yes so. scrivener it's really good all right it's time to do birthday presents yeah i think it is we got to keep this tradition alive <clears throat> my my birthday is coming up next month so i'm excited and you think you're getting presents I don't know. On the podcast, no less. Well, the trick is it's either going to be before my birthday or after my birthday because my birthday falls on an off podcast week. So I either have to wait or I get it early. We had to wait. We have All right, fine. Yes, we're not podcasting every week, (laughs) Kelly. I don't know if if you've got the wrong memo. (laughs) Okay, but I just didn't know there were specific. Yeah. That's true, but. I didn't know there were specific on off weeks. We try to do every other week. So it revolves around F1 nights. You notice how I'm paying attention. Yeah, you're just on top of things. Yeah. All right, Kelly, you got to open up your presents. Woo! Um, Kelly's birthday, by the way, was in October, so yes, we are no, a no, no. Open but the other one first. This Open the other very one first. Exciting. <clears throat> because you, you, might, like a book. you might already own this one. Ah, jeez. <clears throat> I took off an entire layer of wrapping paper. It's still it's really thin wrapping completely paper. Completely covered. <laughs> Aaron was making fun of the, the picture I posted saying that there's no way that Luke wrote it. Or uh, yes. wrapped it when, in fact, he did. There's a book. Yes. Oh, weird. Okay, I got the eco book. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, they novelized it, which is kind of cool. It's it's a, a further <clears throat> expansion on it with Ueda's permission. This Japanese writer talked to Ueda and said that she had this vision for what in between bits in the game happened. And oh, he signed off on it. Really cool. I am. I know it's a paper book, which you know people don't read anymore. But I don't think they make a digital version yet. Feels the young adult just looking at it, but that's okay. That's probably perfect for this. So Eco is a video that's game. That's great. Yeah, Eco. Yeah, Eco is one of my favorite video games of all time. Actually, the the, the <clears throat> sister game to Shadow of the Colossus. Yeah, and if 
this is anything like the game, and I'm going to love it. Thank you. <laughs> yep. Okay, now the other right. one, which, which was the fallback in case you already owned the first. <laughs> in fact, we, we bought this one in January, though. Be yeah, careful opening we, it. We did. <laughs> We've been planning this one for a long time. Careful. I saw it somewhere, and I was like, oh, we need to get this for Kelly. <laughs> Excellent. I hope the price tag's not on it, because the, the lady at the cashier register thing wrapped it initially. I want to look at it. <laughs> yep, two layers of wrapping paper on everything. Plus tissue paper. <laughs> Trying really hard not to rip it, and it's like so much <laughs> delicate. Oh, chopsticks. Yes. Can't always use much. Oh, whoa! Fancy chopsticks. I like it. Very cool chopsticks. Moon spoon. They're and they from... have a little thing on them. They're essentially from like a chopstick rest. Yeah. A little chopstick rest. Oh, that's cool. Slide it down. They're basically from a wood art gallery. Well, they had other things, but it was from an art gallery. And I was like, Very that's a cool. functional gift. Yeah, thank you. I'll add so it to the So now you've got some fancy chopsticks. Ah, I'm dropping them. Put All right, the so now is the moment that I've been waiting for for weeks. <clears throat> so excited to give my wife this present. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's heavy. Weighs like a thousand pounds. It's like nine pounds. It's in an Amazon box. In fact, okay. it, the contents are exactly nine pounds. So it's, it's what, a box that's a, a foot by... 14 inches. 14 inches. Maybe, a, maybe another 10, 12 inches deep. Yeah. I Can I make a prediction? Inches. Yes. It's an RC car. That'd be an amazing gift. <laughs> I would also like to point out that only the top of the box has been wrapped. <clears throat> yeah, so that picture, Aaron, is <laughs> totally Luke wrapping because <laughs> only the top of the box is actually wrapped with the pretty butterfly paper. I once gave Aaron a spider in a giant refrigerator box. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's hiking boots. There's a real spider. Well, hey, I've been Nine pound hiking boots would be terrifying. Well, I got shoes for my parents. It could just be the birthday shoes. No. Remember what I said about you not possibly being underwhelmed by this present? Uh, hiking boots would be awesome. I've been wanting them. <gasps> oh. What? What? He was right. It is a ridiculous present. He's been telling me how ridiculous this present is for weeks now. It is... <laughs> what? It is Emerald Brand Old Fashioned Honey Roasted Peanuts. There are 12 jars. Each jar is large. I, I don't know. I think they're all 12 ounce jars. <laughs> no, wait. So you have nine pounds of the peanuts that you haven't been able to find at any store. I fell in love with these peanuts in college and no stores around here carry them. So Luke went on the internet. <laughs> Wait, shake the, shake the box for everybody. So yeah. And ordered me peanuts. So much peanuts. Nine pounds of peanuts. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. This is awesome. <laughs> and ridiculous. Yes. And better than I can eat. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. Thank so, you. No problem. All right. Let's move on to the actual podcast stuff. Uh, oh yeah, I forgot to do the outline. So we're gonna do birthday presents, which has already happened, and video game reviews. In case reviews. you weren't paying Yeah, attention. in case you didn't notice already. And then we're gonna rant about Call of Duty for a little while, and then some science and listener questions at the end. So, video game reviews. We've all been playing a lot lately. I didn't want to do this for the whole year. At the end, you know, in December, we might do like a year in review for our favorite, favorite games. But in the last few months, I noticed that Kelly and I and Melissa and Amy have been playing more games than usual. Um, so I figured with uh, the holidays right around the corner. People are going to be buying <clears throat> gifts, um, either for loved ones or family members, or they'll be asking for gifts from people that would loved be... Loved ones or family members. They're not always the same thing. Fair um, enough. I mean, I think we... Yeah, Kelly's looking. <laughs> <laughs> 
But so this way, like if you if you hear one of these games, you think it sounds good, then you could ask for it. Or if you know someone who's been asking for a game that fits one of these criteria, you might think about getting it for them. So we're gonna try to keep the descriptions short, but we'll you know discuss things as we go. Kelly's gonna be running it. So Kelly. Oh, am I? Yes. All right. Your name is Sweet. right there. <clears throat> my name. Oh, my name is on it. Weird. Okay. Uh, so I guess we'll start with Eeny Meeny Miny Melissa. What games would you like to tell us about? Well, I would like to tell you about uh, Ratchet and Clank All for One. It is the new multiplayer action thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know. It's um, weird. It's, it's a new game from... Adventure Platformer. Action Adventure yeah. Platformer... <clears throat> with guns. Co-op. Co-op. Yeah. That's the important part of this. It's and, Ratchet yeah, and Clank Co-op. Well, Ratchet and Clank Co-op. Four players. Uh, up to four players. You don't have to play with four, but you can, and it's better with four. Then you get all of the characters. It's for PS3. If you liked Ratchet and Clank on the PS2 or the PS3, you will probably like all for one. If you like playing co-op with your friends and harassing them or helping them, either one, uh, you will enjoy it. If you like quirky, funny art and mildly crude humor <laughs> in the most hilarious possible way, you will definitely like it. And if you're really terrible at video games but have a husband who wants to find things you can play together, you will like it most especially. So it's basically a game for everyone if, who if owns you, a PS3. Yeah, if you're someone like uh, John in Baltimore with a little kid that likes playing video games, it's perfect for you guys because as long as one person is competent, the other person... Can just can kind fall of tag off the edge of the cliff all the time. If you're a husband that has a wife who's not really into big game, you know, playing skills, then perfect for you too. Same kind of thing. Um, we've been playing it all four of us lately. We're not quite done with it, but Kyle, uh, if you and Crystal get yourselves a PS3, uh, she could play this with you, and she would like it. Yeah, it's really quite well done. Yeah, I've also uh, in the summer I played the Back to the Future um, five part game from Telltale Games. It's another kind of point-and-click adventure game on PS3, which really isn't so much click, because um, yeah. <laughs> it's not really a mouse, but it's, it's this, the the same idea as a point-and-click game on a PC, but it's uh, I played it on PS3. I don't know if they have a PC version of it. They might um, have an Xbox version. I don't know about I, I like the serial element of <clears throat> the story. Each of the five parts is a continuation of the story. It, the Back to the Future, it's set after the third movie and continues on with the same characters from the Back to the Future universe. Uh, it assumes a lot of knowledge on the part of the player about the characters, but not necessarily a lot of knowledge about how to play the game. And it's, so it's fairly um, noob-friendly, as it were. <laughs> I really don't care for the... Um, it's the clunkiest of the Telltale games that I've played. I played the Sam and Max games, or the first... or one of the Sam and Max serials, mm -hmm. and then the uh, Monkey Island serial. This one, it has the worst graphics, the clunkiest animations, and actually the weakest story. Huh. By the end, the story got pretty good, but it is overall the weakest story of the three. So if you're really into point-and-click adventure games, I would look at Monkey Island first. Okay. Um, but Back to the Future is new, so if you already have Monkey Island, Back to the Future, uh, especially if you can find it on sale, it's a good snow day sort of yeah. a game. And then I also played Costume Quest. It's an RPG. Turns out I love RPGs every bit as much as everyone thought I would. Um, <laughs> this is your first one, right? Uh, my first console RPG. I've played others okay. before, but not very many. Um, 
like you, you kill dudes, you earn XP, you collect things, and in this case, you're a child on Halloween night, and your costumes give you superpowers. Yeah, it's pretty much every little kid's fantasy yeah. video game. You <clears throat> you put on the robot suit, and which is just like battle, cardboard initially. Yeah, right? it's, and, and then, then you when become, you go to battle a goblin, you become the friggin' robot. Yeah, it's yeah. brilliant. It's like Power Rangers kind of thing. Like <clears throat> you like transform into a 150 foot. Yeah, tower but I mean, mech. there's tons of these costumes, and there's tons. I mean, my favorite surprise yeah. was the French fries. Yeah, the French fries are surprisingly awesome in battle. <laughs> I really enjoyed playing as the French fries. <laughs> I know it sounds ridiculous. There's also but a unicorn, which is pretty good. A unicorn has amazing powers. The Statue of Liberty yes. is quite awesome as a kind of beginner level costume. Um, if all of this sounds ridiculous to you, you should buy it anyway. It's good for That's someone serious. who's not overly skilled. It would be great for somebody without any skills because it's um, there is a little bit of quick time stuff where you have to match the timing of stuff, but they give you good clues. And even if you totally fail, uh, you still get to attack and it, you usually don't die. It, there's no insta-kills. Sure. Um, so the, the learning curve is shallow enough that <clears throat> folks could play it. Yeah. Um, I actually wouldn't recommend it for little, little kids. I think it's a, just a little scary um, okay. for really young kids, but 10-year-olds would totally dig it. Okay, cool. Yeah. So those are mine. Uh, and um, next person, oh, Amy is next, apparently. So, the games that I have been playing recently are Lego Pirates, which is the newest Lego series game. I love Lego games. I think they are wonderful. They are great for just running around and breaking things. And in this one, you get to chase chickens off the dock. That was just a lot of fun. <laughs> That's your favorite part? <laughs> that was. Um, or shoving somebody far enough, like running into somebody so that they got eaten by a shark. That was pretty fun to do to Luke a couple of times. So apparently Amy just likes trolling people. You can troll people. I love the fact that how closely the games follow each of the movies. I've seen a couple of the Pirates movies on TV since, <laughs> since playing play. the game. And it's eerie because I'm in my head I'm watching Lego characters do the exact same camera moves, the exact same actions in the cutscenes yeah. as the characters in the Because it's all four of the films, right? Mm -hmm. The voice acting is pretty awesome. There's no well, words. Well, there's no words. Yeah. But the, the voice acting for the character noises, especially Jack Sparrow, whoever they got to do it does a dead on Jack Sparrow It's voice. a lot of just like grunts and, and murmur, murmur, murmur. And, yeah. ooh. Yeah. 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 And I, I mean, I haven't seen the fourth movie in its entirety and what I watched of the fourth movie, I'm sitting here going, I've seen this already. I know what happens next because I had seen the game. I also really like the ability to just kind of come in and out of it easily. So I could come over and start playing it and Melissa could jump in when she was done with whatever or jump out yeah, if she needed to do well, whatever, yeah. which was really nice and fun. Um, the other two games that I've been playing a lot of are um, Clockwork Man and Machinarium because I bought an, and they're on a computer because I bought a new computer that can actually play fun games. Um, Clockwork Man is a um, sort of steampunk puzzle game. Steampunk puzzle game. There's a bit of point and click to it, but it's mostly like a find these objects in the thing and then do this thing kind of a thing. Um, Wait, but is it a thing? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, are we gonna let her get away with this? <laughs> yeah. uh, you have a picture and you and a list of of objects to find, and you find the objects, and then you get to go on and do 
the next task. I wonder if it's like Professor Layton. I know Amy that's what I was picturing Professor too. Professor Layton games, but it's sort of a hunt and find, and then do a task with the I objects spy. you found. I spy kind of a thing. There is some of that to it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and the other one is Machinarium, where you are a robot trying to rescue your robot girlfriend. And it's classic point-and-click adventure. Really yeah. good. Really good. Art style is it's, adorable. It's, it's adorable. Yes. I was talking with a couple of coworkers about it, and they were interested about it by the simple concept of you are a robot trying to rescue another robot, and you can't touch the water, and like... It might be one of the prettiest games, too, because all of the, the graphics are art. Like, it's essentially, like, painted... I don't know if it's, like, hand-done on, like, a Wacom <clears throat> tablet or something, but it's, like, a real picture art kind of thing that just comes to life absolutely no words but one of the most compelling stories i've ever played in a video yeah lots of lots of dialogue boxes with pictures in them to give you clues or when someone's having a conversation they'll have you know images of whatever they're talking about and you get a real good idea of what the world what's happening in the world even though they're not saying it out loud and they make cute noises when they're talking too and it's an indie game so you're supporting artists rather than um, yeah, there's no a multinational publisher. corporation. Yeah. For a while, they were having this in the Humble Indie Bundle packages. So I don't, know, I, I don't know where you can get it now. You can get it on Steam. Is it on Steam yeah, too? Yeah, that's where I got mine. Okay. Yep. Uh, Luke. I'm up it. next. All right. <clears throat> I've got the most games of anybody, so I'm going to make them super quick. Uh, Infamous 2 is a fantastic comic book come to life. Uh, you play as a guy that gets superpowers through misfortune. Think kind of like Spider-Man getting you know, bit by a radioactive spider kind of thing. Only in this case, it's like a nuclear explosion. Pretty much, yeah. So and he, he shoots electricity. So he ends up with control of electricity. The game is set in like a fictitious version of New Orleans uh, post-Katrina. Uh, and uh, you end up just meeting a bunch of ridiculous characters, lots of other people that have superpowers. By the end, I felt like a Jedi with the amount of like abilities I had for like force pushing people and electrifying and jumping and stuff. Really well done. If you liked the first one even a little bit, I'd recommend buying the second one, no questions asked. The art, the graphics, the story, the gameplay is just super, super strong. Uh, played Driver San Francisco, uh, which is the most recent in the Driver franchise. Thankfully, they've gotten their act together because the middle games in that series were crap. They tried to be like uh, Grand Theft Auto. You know, I still remember the infinite uh, or the uh, invincibility code for number two. Really? Yeah. I yeah. Still... Just like tap it out on the. Dun, 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 yep. Dun, dun, it was on the L and R. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's in my muscle memory. You might want to look like... at getting this game or borrowing it from me because they nice. went back to the original format. Like you oh. never get out of the car, and just really good writing. Lots of really creative missions that the the premise is a little bit silly your your character is an undercover cop that gets too hot between other vehicles at, at a whim at any moment you can take over kind a, of astral projection yeah you can take over the 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 big rig that's going the opposite way in the freeway and cross the barrier and go headlong into traffic to win a race by crushing the guys that were chasing you yeah uh, i mean like Red. it is it is crazy <laughs> and chaotic it is way more fun than any burnout game i've ever played way better than need for speed I highly recommend Driver San Francisco. I played F1 2011, which is a game about the 2011 F1 season. And guess who won the F1 2011 Drivers' Championship when Luke played? Uh, Heike Kovalainen. <laughs> Actually, I don't even... I think you played as Heike, but you named your guy something else. Yeah, I was Mika Hakkinen, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah, so the game still Team Lotus. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so that's a little bit ridiculous because Heike has no business winning a world championship in that car. Um, but without curves, I, I mean, I accidentally yeah. got the difficulty settings wrong because I'm dumb. Uh, but that game is great if you're an F1 fan. If you have a steering wheel, it's one of the best experiences I've had with a steering wheel. Really good uh, 
use of curs and durs. I know all the people out there that aren't F1 fans don't know what that means, but it means you have to push a lot of buttons all at once while you're driving. So it's kind of ridiculous. Drive the India circuit. It's the most fun. It is very good. Uh, I played Rage, which Kelly also played a little bit of. Uh, it's first-person shooter from the guys that gave us Wolfenstein and Doom and Quake. So it had this great pedigree that everybody was really excited about and kind of fell flat for me. Uh, it, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's just... Some, there's something wrong. There's like, something wrong with it. You're in a post-apocalyptic, <clears throat> like everything's brown and terrible and there are mutants and bad things have gone on. Um, but it feels disjointed. You're playing a first-person shooter, but you're also playing like a combat racing game. And then there are all these like other weird side missions that feel like they should have been fleshed out more. Um, and the numbers don't playing? pop off the guys when you kill them. It's not Borderlands, yes. Was this the game you were playing when Danielle was here? Yeah, the creepy zombies. Yeah, the weird, disgusting, the, dripping thing. Yeah, so it's a little bit of a horror yeah, game at, at points, um, but <laughs> it, it's really good in terms of the animations. I don't think I've ever seen another game with such great animations. When you're shooting guys, they're like sidestepping and dodging yes, and rolling. That and, is the one highlight of this game. Is they, they're the bad guys move so crazy and it's so hard to shoot them. <clears throat> I mean, they're not just running at you in a straight line yeah. like Borderlands. They are. I mean, but the other the problem with them though is that they're bullet sponges and you that's just have true. To unload a clip into each guy and yeah. put, take them down. So so rage is good but flawed. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, played, Plus the story stinks. The, the story yeah, was bad. Yeah, the story was weak. Sauce. Uh, I played Crisis, uh, which was an old PC game from 2007 that just got released on the consoles the other day. It's 20 bucks on PlayStation and Xbox. Um, it's the full Crisis, and they updated a lot of the lighting engine and made it look a lot prettier than most people's computer would be able to pull it off. It um, is the prettiest North Korean alien super technology game I have ever seen. There you go. She just nailed it, basically. You, <laughs> you play as a soldier with a nano suit that gives you abilities to be extra strong or extra fast. You can even cloak. Um, so the game ends up being kind of a, a stealth game. I felt like Sam Fisher more than a badass superhero. Um, but basically you run around, shoot North Koreans, and then shoot aliens. So if that sounds good, 20 bucks is yours. <laughs> uh, played Forza Motorsport 4, which is a racing game on the Xbox 360. Kelly, let me borrow his Xbox. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. Um, it's a racing game. Uh, it feels kind of like Forza 3. They didn't really change much. They improved the graphics a little and tweaked some of the menus and added a little bit more meat to the package. But it's definitely an evolution, not a revolution. <clears throat> and then the last one, the one that I'm most excited about, is something called Project CARS. Uh, C-A-R-S. It's an acronym for Community Assisted Racing Sim. And it is taking the racing world by storm. Uh, it basically allows people, anybody, all four of us could do it, to buy in at a membership level an investment level. So you can buy in as a junior member all the way up to a senior manager, which is 25,000 euros. Um, so you physically, monetarily buy into this project. You get a commensurate say in the direction of the project. Someone at a $25,000 level has way more influence over the direction than a junior member at 10 euros. Um, but you basically get to help <clears throat> choose the cars, the tracks, if it's arcade, if it's sim, what distribution model, what consoles, what platforms, what, I mean, like, as someone that's invested in the project, you get to basically control the entirety of the project according to your level. I bought in at the 25 euro mark, which is like 35 bucks, and it's really good. It's for PC only right now, but it's eventually going to go to PS3, Xbox, and Wii U. So that'll be interesting to see. Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. Wii U. But yeah, it's a hardcore racing game. If you don't have a steering wheel, do not get involved unless you just want to <laughs> see it as a money-making opportunity. Oh yeah, so when you buy in, you get... A driver named after you, depending on your level, you can get like billboards that you can put your graphics in. Uh, they end up giving you a free copy of the game and then a cut of the profits on the way out. So 
there's a good chance that if the game sells at least 300,000 copies across all platforms, I'll get all of my 25 euros back. So it's an interesting little development for, for publishing a game. Um, so yeah, if you like racing games, Project Cars, look into it. All right, Kelly. Oh, yeah, it's my turn. All right. Uh, first one on my list is Trails HD. It is a 3D, 2D... Melissa's shaking her head. She thinks it's ridiculous, but it's the most infective... It's a, it's a motorcycle game. It's a game. motorcycle... It's a motocross... Puzzle game. Puzzle survival type of... <laughs> it's hard to explain. Basically, you're on a motorcycle and you're trying to navigate a 2D truck course um, with tons of... Obstacles. obstacles and, These courses know, are maybe 200 meters long. Oh, yeah. But they are so challenging. It'll take some an hour. Them, yeah. yeah. Some of them, there was one I could not, I couldn't get past the first 10, 10 feet. And I was, <clears throat> and I was there for like an hour. <laughs> it's, a, it's a downloadable game. But it's, for... it sounds very simplistic and stupid. And Melissa thinks it is, which, you know, there you have it. But uh, I, I was addicted and I played it for... 20 minutes when we were at PAX? No. Much longer we played it much that. longer than that. Okay, maybe an hour. I don't yeah. know. It was a long time. Um, 20 minutes the first day. The first day. <laughs> and then I went back and I was like, woo! Um, let's see, what else? Deus Ex Human Revolution is a first-person stealth shooter. Uh, is it an RPG also? It is an RPG, yes. Uh, you upgrade your character because he has bionic. There's a big... He gets hurt real bad at the beginning of the game and he has to have bionic arms and legs grafted onto him and that's Fantastic. basically yeah that's basically <laughs> the premise of the story is is the conflict being caused by all these people getting upgraded um and you know they're they're, they're losing their trouble. humanity <clears throat> they're losing their humanity a lot of people are are rejecting the uh implants and becoming crippled for the rest of their lives and there's big controversy over that it's huge controversy it's gorgeous game really complex levels uh combat you can play it as a, you know just a balls out brawler or as a stealth game you can choose there's you know trophies f or uh, achievements for uh playing the whole game without killing anyone that doesn't um, sound fun it is actually it's a <laughs> real big challenge not not only not killing anyone but never being seen wait is, is the trophy for that called pacifist something like that yeah that usually <clears throat> gets used a lot i think mirror's edge had the it same could, one it could be that i don't i don't recall um I quite enjoyed the game. I only thing I hate about it is it doesn't have a new game plus. All new games should have new game plus. If your game doesn't have that, I hate you. What if your game what if your character dies at the end? Of the story. Of the story. Then put me in his sidekick or something. Oh god. <laughs> um like they did in uh what was Don't that? ruin it. If oh. you're thinking of that oh, yeah. one game, don't ruin no, it. That one game, don't ruin it. Resistance three. Oh, that's on mine. Okay. Um Resistance Three is the third resistance game look at that and luke and i got to play it co-op which i was very excited about because we did the same with the first game couldn't with the second because they ruined it <laughs> but um i don't know it was quite a bit of fun the gameplay itself was a lot of fun but i felt like the story was really weak it didn't make any sense oh geez melissa's as gonna... far as <clears throat> melissa hated the story apparently. i did yeah it's it's real stupid it's basically you know there's this you know, the world is taken over by these creatures that apparently came out of the ground. But the story here is that you're a dad trying to go destroy this building to save your son. And somehow that defeats all the aliens, which is So my concern ridiculous. is that Insomniac might be handing the or the franchise off to somebody else and they're not going to finish the story. Because it, it seems really deliberate to me that they didn't 
close it off with this third it chapter. It feels like Dragon Age 2 to me, where a they just bit. didn't do anything. But I mean, it. it's very deliberate, right? It's not like they accidentally yeah. didn't tell the story. They intentionally chose to tell something else. And I wonder True. why that is. If they're if they're but waiting it until, like, felt like the end of the game was like, oh well, yeah, we beat them all. It's it's okay. Yeah, but it's just but it's his story. It's 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 about him going back to his family, not about the end of, which, of the Speaking of which, the co-op scourge. character is ten times more badass than the main character. He's oh this, what? That's not. I call him Irish. He's this Irish-looking dude with my awesome guy was hat. equally as awesome. No, no, Irish was the shit. So so, what do you think about this theory? <laughs> sorry, what about sorry. what about Insomniac picks it up with Resistance Four two years from now? On the PlayStation Four. No, don't do it. They got There's, there's got to be a plan. There's got to. For some no. reason, they didn't finish the story. I, now. I think that Halo finished with three. Mass Effect finishes three. Like all games usually finish on the third. Why they didn't wrap it up is a mystery. I, to me. I think that this was wrapping it up, and it's just bad. It's just badly done. Yeah, that's what it's, it felt like. It's right, just me. a flop. Yeah, we'll come back to this two years from now. The, I mean, <laughs> but yeah, the the gameplay was good. It was just. It, it played really well. Just a crappy. There, story. There's a gun where you shoot like infectious globs of goo and then guys get hit with it and then vomit and then pustulate and then blow up. Yep, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, I've got a couple more games. So let's get through these. Dead Island is a first-person zombie survival game. It's awesome. It's super gory and it's four-player co-op. So up to four-player co-op, so you can do that. Um, you know, the more you level up, it's, it's an RPG as well, so the more you level up, the more crazy zombies are coming at you um you're on an island obviously um don't you eventually run out of zombies on an island you would think so but this is a big island it's a resort island but it's also got a city australia big no it's like hawaii it's in australia what but it's an island off of australia okay but um there's a resort resort area which is where you start and then after that you move to the city whose name i cannot recall um well there's lots of Lots of zombies. Do you I have a quick um, question? Do you play as all the different characters that you can play as co-op? Do you play like as the black rapper and as all of those different people, or do you play like a character and only ever that character? Just the one character. Okay. Yeah, you can, but you can hook up with the other three characters online. Okay. Um, which is actually a lot of fun in this game. I'm not usually into multiplayer, but this is really fun in this game because you get way better weapons when you kill things, and yeah, it's just good. Um, let's see, what else? Shadow of the Colossus, the remake. Uh, well, not really a remake, just an HD upgrade for Shadow it's of the Colossus so beautiful. and Eco. It is gorgeous. If you loved Shadow of the Colossus or Eco before, it's, what, 40 bucks? 40 bucks, get both of them together. With both trophies. of them together, upgraded with trophies, with, uh, rock solid frame rate. <laughs> oh yeah seriously amazing shadow story. of the colossus was a slideshow on ps2 <laughs> it was yeah. like i actually watched a, a video of it uh with a frame rate analyzer and it dropped to 14 frames frequently it's rough so yeah um but yeah it's gorgeous i highly recommend it if you liked it before um and also probably not if you didn't play it before would it be hard i, e- I eco think would so. be hard but... eco especially because the game's 10 years old yeah and it's it's hard it's pretty it's but cl- I can't it's, it's I can't go as far play, as say yeah. gorgeous for it. I mean, just as somebody who didn't play yeah. ten years ago on the PS one or two, one, two yeah. um, I, I can't say it's gorgeous as somebody who came to gaming with the PS three. Sure. Um, yeah, it's not uncharted. The too. story yeah. <laughs> seems. I mean, the story seems quite compelling, but I, it would be hard to play for the first time. Yeah. I think. I think. I think. When you see Shadow now. more, you'll understand that it's 
more universally acceptable for people, even if they haven't played it. Yeah. Sure. Eco, though, is is rough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. And finally, Dark Souls, which is the sequel to Demon's Souls. They should have which... called it Dark Souls, colon, kicking the balls. That's right. <laughs> um, if you know anything about Demon's Souls, it was... Nobody knows about Demon's Souls, Kelly. The hardest freaking game released in the last decade. It's easily. Easily. It's just... Wow, and but, but I it's absolutely not, loved it. It's a, it's a, it's not cheap. It's, it's a not third person unfair action RPG. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's incredibly brutal. It's, it was, it was unforgiving and challenging. But that was, that was the thing that was so beautiful about it. It was so hard that you just wanted to keep trying and trying. It's like Trials and, HD. Yeah, in in a way. Um, and you know, you die over Only and over with again. People who hijack your game and try to kill yeah, that's you. the one that thing happens, that's really yes. groundbreaking out this game was the multiplayer, in which it's not like a co-op or a player versus player, but what you can do in the game is break into someone else's game essentially and, and murder them, murder them, and steal all their stuff. Yes, and they can't stop you. Yeah, well, they can fight back. And but, the thing, and the the one you can't prevent anyone though from yeah. you cannot prevent anyone. I mean, you could turn off your internet. But that's the only way to do it. Um, but there's also bonuses to having the internet on because you can leave messages for other people if there's hidden things in the world. You'll... But you can also leave jackass messages that's exactly. like, treasure ahead, and it's actually a boss. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, but it's And, and uh, Dark Souls is actually slightly more forgiving than Demon Souls. You're not as likely to lose all your crap, and you don't have to start over at the beginning of the level every time you die because... Um, it, there's lots of save points everywhere, which Demon Souls did not have. It was, like I said, just brutal. Um, but it's just as good. The, it's just as gorgeous. It's, ugh, I love it. So yes, yes, those are our games. Yay! And now we're gonna talk about a game that none of us like. None of us like. Yeah. Aww. <laughs> uh, well, I, you know, Luke, you gave it to me, so you get to first before I open it up to any of you. You get to hear my rant on why Call of Duty Modern Warfare represents everything that is wrong with video games. Holy smokes! Wow, that is a statement. I, we okay. just lost half our viewers. Yep. Well, that's fine. <laughs> I because I. I I'm not saying video games are bad. I'm saying that modern warfare represents everything that is wrong with video games. All right. uh, so point number one, my biggest point is story. It's entirely possible that Call of Duty Modern Warfare 3, which was released today, yay, yay. for all of you who are listening to us rather than playing. <laughs> That's um, not happening. <laughs> anyone who happens to be listening to us rather than play, congratulations to them. But uh, the, the game might have an incredible story. In fact, it could be the most compelling, beautiful, well-thought-through story of, you know, any generation of games ever made. But no one would ever know it. <laughs> because the culture of modern warfare, especially among Call of Duty games, is all multiplayer all the time. And the story gets... Because the story isn't important to the people playing the game, the story gets no credible treatment from the people creating the game. They don't go out of their way to create innovative, interesting, groundbreaking stories. It's your basic military campaign. It might have, you know, some hot new thing thrown in, but it's a military campaign. You're a soldier fighting a war against some bad guys and stuff happens. And, I, I mean, really, who cares? <laughs> so the story stinks. Point number two is it... 
it completely hijacks any other game that could possibly be released in the same decade. Um, because everybody spends their 60 bucks on Modern Warfare so that they can play with their friends. I mean, that the multiplayer <clears throat> culture surrounding Modern Warfare games requires that you have to buy the same console version mm -hmm. as your friends have, and you have to play online with your friends immediately. And n no one gives any thought to whether this game is enjoyable, whether this game is innovative, whether this game is... I, it could it's, look like crap, and no one would care yeah. if the guns worked and you could shoot dudes. That It does look like crap. Is the thing, the, I mean, the graphics are... Four, Ancient. Four years old, which is... Well, that was older video than that. Game. This is yeah. built off Quake 3 engine, which is 10 years ago. Yeah, it's 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 archaic technology running these graphics engines, and people don't care. They're just, you know, they just want to pop wanna off their buddies. They want to shoot dudes with their yeah, friends. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's kind of a macho thing. And cuss a lot almost. on their headsets. Yeah, yeah. And, the thing, and the thing is, is they're not actually doing a lot with each successive game. It's, you know, there's the first game, which was hugely popular, and I can understand why it was kind of new. I actually was, owned that one. Yeah, and it was it actually that one had kind of a compelling story. -ish, yeah, ish. That one worked. Second one, no, no. Not, but they barely did anything else. They added some new maps, a couple of new guns, maybe changed a fire rate on one of the old ones, and that was it. That was yeah. all they changed. And the single player was just a trash in the second one. Just awful. I didn't even get halfway through it, and it was only, what, three hours long? They're really so. short, yeah. Which brings me to point number three, is that this game is ruining every other game being, every other shooter being released. Amen. Kelly and I are shaking our heads, yes. Well, uh, so, I mean, I... Battlefield uh, 3. <coughs> uh, Resistance 2. Oh, God. <laughs> and, and I won't speak to technical details, because you guys play them, I don't play them, but... It's like every game is trying so hard to be Call of Duty because they want the sales numbers. Luke has given me some sales figures. Modern Warfare 2 sold 22 million copies. Just in the United States. Just in the United States. The Black Ops sequel, which was basically a glorified DLC, if I understand right. Yeah. Or was it something they, they, totally They jumped different? to the Cold War. So. Oh, okay. So it was a whole different storyline. Well, woo, good for them. Um, 27 million copies, so it's 60 bucks a copy, because most of these guys are buying it on day one. And most of them bought the hardened or other versions that had night vision goggles. So which 90 or $150 a copy, you can multiply that out and do the, get the numbers yourselves in terms of how much money this is playing. But everybody else is trying to be the next Modern Warfare, so everybody is is doing this bad formula. It's a successful formula, but it's a bad formula. It's not... It throws all the art away. Everything it throws that all the was art away. Exactly. about the games is gone. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's like... It's it's why nobody releases good movies in May anymore. If you want um, if you want your movie to be an Oscar contender, you release it in December. Yeah. You don't release your film in May because you're going to be competing with Michael Pirates Bay and, Michael and Bay. James Cameron and Jerry Bruckheimer. And no point in competing <clears throat> with those guys because they're going to take the market anyway. And you're not doing art yeah. <laughs> at that point. You're just blowing stuff up, making people happy. And pulling in a lot of money. And I'm, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but it, because video gaming is such a, such a developing art form, there's such a limited market to begin with, and it really pulls away high quality artists from big studios because they're all working on these crap games. So, I mean, End of rant. I think it's good that you brought up Michael Bay because I feel that the Call of Duty games feel like Michael Bay films, which is actually why I'm including the Bombcast uh, clip at the end of this episode. And we like Michael Bay here. We like Michael Bay, but we wish he would tone it down a little bit. That's right? true, I mean, always. The problem with his movies is, is that they'll st stay on 11 for so long without any kind of like 
no dip sense of or, pacing yeah, or the, yeah like the, the big problem with uh Transformers 3 is that the last hour of the film is one dedicated action scene. No drops. An hour? An hour. Literally an hour. The la- They get to Chicago and then it's an hour of explosions and special effects and shooting and cussing and blood and broken glass and an hour. And, and I thought that the, the, well, you know, they the had battle to... in uh, Return of the King, that no. last battle, I thought the Battle of Pelmore no. Fields was terrible and long and excruciating. You haven't seen anything until seen you any... see Transformers Clearly. 3. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Have you seen it, Kelly? No, I have not. Okay. But, I mean, I, I assume that they had to do that because the actress they chose had no acting skills and she was basically just chosen for her, her butt. butt. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they're like, well, if we take away half her lines and just shoot things... For the last hour of the movie, no one will notice. I would love to see a chart representing like the dollars spent per minute of the film as it goes through its thing, because I'm sure it's like a gradual graph of up and down, up and down, and then that last hour was like two hundred million dollars per second, two hundred million dollars in an hour. Like, (laughs) so, but but Call of Duty. I mean, you don't like the Michael Bay pacing. I've also heard you complain about the the two gun limit. That's what ruined Resistance too. I mean, mm. the big challenge is that it's in a Call realistic. of Duty game, you have a, a sidearm and a main rifle, right? You can switch between them real quick. Um, but yeah, it is realistic. You're not going to run around with 15 guns strapped to your back like old games used to have. But some games are better when you have 15 guns strapped to your back. Because it, it creates a strategy. Like yeah. With the first resistance, you had lots of different types of enemies and lots of different types of guns. And not all guns were going to be very Work effective for, yeah. against certain enemies. So you had this switch out and you know you know it's a little bit like ratchet and clank we've yeah. been playing where there yeah. are there are weapons you know you use the the boxing gloves each time one of those robots pops up um they worked well i know exactly. and so that's the See? idea so but the tragedy was but if you had to decide whether to even pick up the boxing gloves because if you picked up the boxing gloves you'd have to drop one of your guns you might yeah. never have gotten to play with the boxing gloves yeah exactly and that's the thing that call of duty has done like it's had such an influence on all these other games where publishers are saying to the developer you must make it like this or we're not funding it i think just play devil's devil's advocate like it's not the developers that are screwing us over by following call of duty it's the people writing their checks that are screwing us over because they're looking across the street at activision just rolling in piles of money saying well maybe if we copy that formula we'll have a bunch of money too that is not how the market works stop it well i mean it is we need to (laughs) figure out how to fix the market we should occupy video games occupy <laughs> the video gaming market Actually, we are the 99 or whatever i am the 32 <laughs> percent of people that play video so games. how do we go forward from this though i guess okay. uh, i don't know what we i mean well, we we're obviously, amateur podcasters we don't do much of we, anything we don't buy their games yeah right so i mean, I, I actually have a rule that i don't buy activision games at all i never like have ever since that call of duty started coming out like, I, you know what I think we should do? I watched V twice last week because, <laughs> one, I just watched it, and then I realized it was the 5th of November. Mm-hmm. I had to watch it again. And I think we should bomb Parliament. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, actual I, Parliament or, like, yes. Call of Duty Headquarters? Yes. Oh, we're going to get F. <laughs> <laughs> parliament? They don't care about Parliament. I don't see how that fixes our problem. No, then we'll get That's because you're not very broad-minded, one. Luke. That's true. Maybe yes. there's some connection I'm not seeing. There's a train under Parliament. I'll tell you what. You get right on it, and I'll watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to be arrested. <sighs> Call of Duty. Man, all I, all I can say is that if it wins Game of the Year this year from any outlet, I'm going to flip out. I'll cut my, I will cut myself. Yeah? Deep. Please don't. <laughs> Just don't do it here. I don't want to clean it up. Outside. Okay. Would Call of Duty benefit Luke from a mega laser? I think it might. I think if we had mega lasers in everything, everything would be better. Well, maybe not everything. 
Probably don't need a mega laser for sex. Microwave dinner. Bad. Well. No. Not like this. This is a really powerful mega laser. Microwave dinners. That would better? be awesome. With my, with maybe, maybe like a like a like a smaller scale, like a like a super laser. I think super? a super laser might be better for microwave dinners. Because if you had a what mega if laser for a lot of people, I don't think that works that way. Okay, I don't think it scales. All right, tell so, us about mega lasers. Science, Kelly, do music. <laughs> that was more like like a guitar song. All right, this, my new favorite part of the podcast is Kelly's science song. Uh, so you know, last year and the year before, everybody was freaked out about the large large hadron collider. Right, we were going to make a black hole in Europe, and it was going to suck everything into it, or we were going to blow. They made up a and... movie. Did you hear really? about it? Yeah, there's oh, a sci-fi. I'm not sure if it was sci-fi channel, but it was definitely one of those awful disaster movies where the large hadron collider creates this black hole, and these planets slowly get sucked into it. Wait, I don't know if they not ours. Or... They all like come towards us, but we don't actually go in or what do you mean i'm not sure okay we, i, I we didn't actually watch it i just know <laughs> that it exists and that it looks kind of awful which right. most of those do so so yeah so everybody freaked out about that but i think maybe they should be more freaked out about the extreme light infrastructure ultra high field facility which is a dumb name if you ask me but wait a second the sun way more powerful than the sun right the, the, like the little sun? Is that what we're talking about here? No. Okay, never mind. Keep going. So this is uh, a project that they are hoping to build by the end of the decade. Cost about a Who's billion. They? they being scientists. Okay. CERN or? Uh, no, this is a different. Uh, this is um, the Central Laser Facility in Oxfordshire. Um, the Brits. Yeah, see? So, bombing Parliament is a good idea. That's probably not a bad idea. So a billion pounds sterling. Uh, after a decade, we should have a laser that is... 100,000 times the power of the world's combined electricity combined. So a year of our production of electricity fired off in one laser. Uh, the goal is basically to rip time and space apart. They think that if they can co concentrate as much energy as possible on a vacuum, which typically we think of as having nothing in it, it actually has antimatter and matter popping into existence so fast that nobody can see it. But the goal is if we shoot the vacuum with this laser, it will actually like blow those pieces apart so fully that they'll be measurable and we'll be able to figure out what the universe is actually made out of. But so, yeah, 100,000 times like this the is world's a, electricity. I feel like this laser would be better used defending the planet from rogue asteroids. Well, you, the problem is you would rip a hole like through the ozone, like an irreparable hole. So Mounted I mean, <laughs> on a satellite. Like, Mounted on a satellite, yeah. yeah. Right, well, so the challenge is that they need to build this thing around capacitor networks, right? So the, the battery, the charges, all this stuff builds up in these <clears throat> capacitor fields that are only available for like is this one time. a really ignite? long cord. Yeah, just like running along the... the is this going to ignite our atmosphere? It, it vaporizes vacuum, yes. This would like burn Why a hole through are they the planet. Building this? Because they want to know what the universe is. I don't care of. what the universe well, is so made of. The big they need problem. The big problem uh, we're having is that 70% of the universe's mass is dark matter that we can't even see. We know it's there because the math shows us that it's there, but 70% of it we can't even interact with, touch, feel, experiment with. It's I've just not there. The math he just wrong. told us that 70% of the universe is math. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I, I'm beginning to think that this is sounding like a terrible Doctor Who episode. <laughs> Matt Smith, save us! We're gonna burn a hole through Please. the planet. Stephen Moffat, come rescue us! So I mean, nobody uh, really cares, right? Because 2012, we're all gonna die from the mines. That's true. Yeah, we'll never have time to build it. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, between now and then, when we kill ourselves with lasers, uh, we might have lithium air batteries, right? We've all heard of lithium ion batteries. Your iPhone has some. Your laptop has some. Um, you know, 
stuff here that we're recording with possibly has some. But lithium ion batteries use heavy chemicals, fluids, and, and metals to Lithium, make. no less. Yes. Uh, so the goal here would be to make it with lithium and raw exposed oxygen. You'd have a battery that would actually be 10 times stronger per volume than doing it the conventional way. Uh, the challenge here is, is not that touching it. And that it's poisonous? You can touch it. It's no more poisonous than normal. Um, the challenge, well, batteries are really toxic. I yes. Mean, yes. We've all talked about the Prius batteries and what they're doing in Canada. Um, but so the goal not of, that you of care. this, not that I care at all. I think yeah. it's quite awesome. Uh, the goal of this is to basically make this thing that has a, a cathode and an, uh, an anode like a normal battery has, but uh, instead of having dedicated poles, you have oxygen and air that we breathe surrounding lithium chambers. And then the challenge that they're having right now, though, is that uh, lithium oxide builds up as the electrons pop off. So you end up getting kind of like a corrosion, right? Build up a, a, a funk. Uh, and so what they're trying to do is find a way to <laughs> keep it from getting all corroded. So what they've done is they've made graphene sheets. Graphene is like single layer sheets of carbon in you know hexagonal patterns, but they're really, really thin. They're one atom across. And the goal is to make the crummiest, crappiest, worst graphene sheets available. You actually don't want good ones. You want the worst ones because they end up having pores and they end up being like the, the alveoli in your in your lungs, right? So someone like Kelly who has asthma, like he's got all sorts of problems when fluid starts building up and he starts dying. Yes, that's um, why I cough so much on yeah, this show. So basically, these that. batteries have asthma. <clears throat> They're trying to get the, the air to the little parts that matter and the buildup <laughs> is causing problems. Huh. So a place in, what do we call that place? Um, Rich Richland, Washington? Is that where we've got Hanford and all that stuff? We had from somewhere else. Anyway, Richland, Washington, some scientists have got together at Princeton and made really, really terrible graphene sheets to use in these batteries. And so the net goal uh, is to eventually make these things in our phones, in our cars, in our whatever. So uh, what, what's the purpose of the graphene, the crappy graphene? Uh, they actually make, they surround the, um, the cathode, basically, and keep the buildup from happening. Because they found... But the guys, still allow it to breathe? The guys in is Richland, yeah, the guys in Richland okay. found out that... If you have five molecules of this lithium oxide, it's okay. But the second, uh, a sixth one touches it, they actually crumble apart. So the nature of these graphene sheets basically keeps these things from building up because they'll clump, 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 collapse, clump, 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 collapse. Um, I like that your clump, clump was actually five clumps and then a collapse. Whatever. I'm not counting it all out. But it was perfect. Well, there you go. (laughs) So the goal is that we'd eventually have awesome batteries that are lighter than normal and 10 times more powerful than normal. So suddenly your iPhone won't need to be charged every day. It's breathing my oxygen, though. I don't know if I like that. Yeah, there's some problems. Um, They're actually trying to figure out how to make it rechargeable right now. So they basically have a battery that works. It can be created and then drained, but they don't know how to make it rechargeable again. So that's the next step. So your iPhone won't have to be charged every day it'll be a one-use object hey that's perfect for an apple product oh (laughs) steve jobs is rolling around all right i think we need some listener questions how do you guys feel about that i feel pretty good i hope none of them are science questions because i discovered that 70 percent of the universe is math and that's my science for the day yeah yeah all right you guys talk amongst yourselves (laughs) oh wait okay i can answer this one because it's for me uh, Nick from Auburn asked what my favorite car in car project cars is. So there are now 10 cars and five tracks. Uh, my favorite car is the radical, um, SR three, um, which is like a little Lamar car, like think of a big Lamar car prototype and scale it way down to small size. So the radical is my favorite car. It looks like a tiny spaceship. It does look like a little tiny spaceship. It's got like a motorcycle engine, 200 horsepower. It's great. Uh, Jackie from Minnesota. <clears throat> 
Besides podcasting, what is your greatest talent? Puns. Yeah? <laughs> I think your greatest talent is finding palindromes everywhere. And finding palindromes. <laughs> palindromes. I don't know if that's so much a talent as a... Did you did like you, a dedicated skill that I've been working on? Did you catch Palindrome Day a few days back there, on the second? Oh yeah, eleven oh two twenty eleven. Oh, I totally missed it. No, dang it. <laughs> That's all right. Next year there'll be. I don't think I had to write the date some, on no. anything. you have to wait a thousand years. That sucks. A thousand years. Yep. A thousand years. Yeah, because then it's got to be November third, thirty eleven. No, I wouldn't have to. I just have to wait a hundred years. Well, then well, probably not 12. even a hundred years. Yeah, but... we'll figure it out. Yeah. No, really, let's be honest. Your real major talent is children. You have an amazing talent for children listening to you and liking you and respecting you, and it's unparalleled in my mind. You have children skills. I like children. But they like you. That's the weird part. Uh. <laughs> children you don't normally don't like people. This is true. <laughs> Kelly, what is your what is your real talent? What is your greatest talent? I'm actually a pretty good singer. You are to be. Honest. Yeah, he's much better than you. He's not think. being silly. Yeah, he's a um, very good singer. Yeah, although you don't karaoke very much. I'm actually going tomorrow, maybe. There you go. Yeah, I awesome. got the screw that NaNoWriMo goal. Yeah, We're singing and yeah, drinking. Well, I'm gonna be so doped up tomorrow after my. Uh, oh, you have your wisdom tooth. I'm root getting root canal, root canal that's tomorrow right. <laughs> morning, so I'm gonna be on a lot of Vicodin. So some friends assuming gonna... you survive it at all. Yeah. So actually, that's exactly what happened last week. Was last Saturday I. My tooth went all wrong, and I had to take some Vicodin because it was in a lot of pain. And some friends were like karaoke, so I went, and I was—I barely remember it. It was pretty awesome. But apparently, I sang a Weedus song really, really well. <laughs> <clears throat> there were a lot of people, and this old dude came up to me afterwards. He's like, "Hey, what was the name of that song, boy?" Wait, how old is this old dude? You're singing real good. Like ninety-five. Um, he's like sixty, maybe. That's about old, dude. Maybe Fifty-five. He was old. <clears throat> it was weird having him. It was—it was—it uh, was Halloween, so. The Saturday before Halloween, so okay. everybody was dressed up, and then there was this old dude and his wife, so. Yep. Amy, what's your greatest talent? Um, I, I don't know. I, I was told today that I have a strange talent of remembering things that people's children like. What is with you girls and children? That... <laughs> my day with a five or four-year-old sitting on my lap most of the time just because he wanted to you need to choose something like 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 better like bow hunting skills or something otherwise it would probably be uh, convincing people to buy things she actually has a pretty phenomenal memory for a lot of stuff it's not i mean it's not just remembering things that kids like she well the williams sisters seem to have that skill but amy things that she cares about she remembers in extraordinary detail. Some things I don't actually care about I remember in extraordinary detail, too. <laughs> well, yeah, we all have our bear- burdens to bear. Yes. So, let's see, my talent... Douche. It's not really a good talent, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a look from the wife. <laughs> um, well, judging from the last two PAX things that we've attended, I have driving skill in some measure. Yep. Um... I, I, I was originally going to go with an ability to sell people on things. Not necessarily sell things, but like convince people that they should like, do, participate, buy, XYZ. I think like charm a, your way into yeah. people's hearts and I've got, minds. I've got <clears throat> charm. That's my greatest talent. Speaking yes. of packs and that skill, um, what was that object you charmed that fellow into letting you have? The... Mm. Uh, 
was an online gaming. Oh, system. the the on live on live. Yeah. He, so there was this huge line, and they're like, "Okay, this is the end of the line. There's no more." Yeah. For the rest of the day. And I was like, "Are you sure? I could just be one more person." He's like, "No, no line. You're out. Sorry." And then Luke made like Bambi eyes at this guy, <laughs> and I think the dude fell in love with him and walked him away to the like, far corner of to make the, sure that nobody could see what was going on and gave him one. <laughs> yeah, it was like a hundred bucks so, for free. Yeah. So yeah. I've got charm. Absurd. And driving skill. And also Scrivener, actually, was your idea. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. I can sell people on things. All right. Uh, From Allison in Seattle, what is your favorite and least favorite holiday food? I like eggnog. That's my favorite. Ugh. That's my least favorite. (laughs) My favorite, though, is definitely stuffing. Oof. Stuffing's good. Oh, but but there's... There's also sweet potatoes. Okay, so I was just gonna say that's my least favorite because really? most people put a bunch of marshmallows on top, and then I always feel that that's a waste of marshmallows because sweet potato goo is disgusting. Well, don't eat sweet potato goo then. Eat sweet potatoes; they're great. Yeah. Still, it's a waste of marshmallows. I never. <laughs> that's my least favorite. I never put marshmallows on my sweet potatoes, and I Thank love you. sweet potatoes. I appreciate you not doing that to those I poor love marshmallows. Me sweet potatoes. So that's your favorite. What's your least favorite? Eggnog. Okay, so it's disgusting. <laughs> Kelly and I are inverse today. Hate eggnog. Oh. Uh, least favorite stuffing. Whoa, this I, is getting weird. I really, I, I've never liked stuffing. Well, I don't, I like, don't like soggy. Bread. I don't like soggy bread. Yeah. So it's really hard. Um, I I do love the sweet potatoes, but I also have to represent for pumpkin pie. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. like it straight. No ice cream. No whipped cream. My my mom's on that with you. She. She will start making pumpkin pie around this time of year and won't stop until... Valentine's Day? Yeah. That's my kind of woman. Yeah. <laughs> right around then. Amy? Um, I think my favorite would probably be the um, cherry cream cheesecake that Grandma makes for Halloween. Or not Halloween. <laughs> sorry. Uh, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Uh, she makes it in a heart-shaped <clears throat> pan. And it's delicious. Um... That's not really holiday food in this it's context. It's a holiday. Fine. It's, okay, the only time we ever, ever would have it would be for Valentine's Day. Which is a holiday, fine. I'll let it go. Um, Chocolates. Uh, least favorite? Uh, I, I don't like sweet potatoes. Ah. Um, I I don't like pumpkin pie, but I also <laughs> don't like pumpkin right, in general. What's your, what's your take on eggnog? I love eggnog. Egglog, eggnog does not like me. All right. Amy and I on the same page. Amy, I have a question from you. From Aaron in New York. Other people might know, but I want to see if Amy knows. Where does the term the whole nine yards come from? Comes from, I believe it's World War One. Possibly it's World War Two, but it comes from one of the World Wars. Shooting um, the machine guns. And it was how much do you shoot? You shoot the whole nine yards or you shoot part of the nine yards? Or Of, of like, of like chain bullets? <laughs> Because they would sew it onto pieces of canvas, and the pieces of canvas were nine yards long. Huh. That, is that correct, Melissa? Yes. I, I actually didn't know, so... Well done. Awesome. Aaron thought he was going to stump us, and Amy comes through with it. PBS. <laughs> <laughs> All right. From Danielle in Sacramento. If there was a crumb on the table, and you cut it in half, would it then be two crumbs, or two halves of a crumb? Yes. It would be two crumbs. What do you think, Kelly? I'm saying two crumbs. Hmm. Or is it two halves of a crumb? Is a crumb <clears throat> a, a designated size or shape? Oh, gosh, no. No. So any, but, anything can be a crumb? Oh, yeah. What if, you, what if you take those two halves and cut them again? Are they still crumbs? 
then you have a plethora of <laughs> You just have a mess at that point. Yes. <laughs> and you, somebody needs to take the knife away from you. <laughs> Probably true. Yeah, you're going to cut yourself once you get real small. Like, so what do you think? Two crumbs? Two crumbs. Yeah. Amy? I think it's two halves of a crumb that are two crumbs. What? That's why she said yes. <sighs> All right. Why do we always land on serious ones? All right. James from San Diego. With the current state of the world, do you foresee China calling in our debts? And will the U.S. be able to survive if that happens? Uh. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll answer the second part of the question first. Yeah. Uh, I, I, ever the optimist. Um, yeah. We, we are likely to survive. Like Great Depression style? Yeah. Like well, on I mean, the, on the, nasty sweet potatoes? The reality is that we don't live in a world with... With a lot of like fundamental national change, we're 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 living in an era of revolution in the Middle East, but we're not suddenly seeing new countries popping up. We're just seeing a turnover in governments and a turnover in in leadership and a a turnover in what's expected from the establishment. But we're not seeing bunches of brand new countries cropping up in this age. We we would have to have some kind of major. Uh, epochal shift to see an era in which the United States in some form would not survive. Uh, it, 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 it just isn't the way that the world works anymore. Um, it, it would perhaps be a radically different country, a radically weakened country, a, a totalitarian country, you know, some kind of great coup, but it would fundamentally something would still remain. Um, as for China calling in our debts, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a foreign policy expert. I'm not a China expert. I did hear an interesting story on planet, planet money. money. I did. I totally heard an interesting story on planet money about why the U.S. should not pay off its national debt entirely, even if it could, because it would cause havoc to the global economic system. The, the Danger of Paying Off Our Debt, I think, is the name of the episode. You should totally go listen to it. It's fascinating. But whether or not China calls in our debts, I think, isn't our biggest issue right now. I think we need to get our our like, economic priorities in order before we start worrying about our... Our creditors are holding steady for right now. We need to get our house in order, <clears throat> yeah. is my one political statement for the night. I'm just picturing a world where China gets so mad at us that the the overlords there say no more shipping anything to the United States. So suddenly we lose everything that we own that comes from China, which is essentially everything at this point. Most of And we just make the Canadians make it. I wish. Slave labor <laughs> would be awesome. No. <laughs> what? Not a funny joke. But, but they're not useful where they are now. <laughs> if we had to, that'd be the best option. The uh... Mexicans already work for us for free. All we'd have to do is just wrangle in all the Canadians. Be great. They're like a hundred miles from the border. It wouldn't even have to be that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, any comment? Uh, no. Okay. I, I wish China would stop skinning dogs, but that's about it. <laughs> Fair enough. Amy, China. No slavery. <laughs> All right. Yeah, not a funny joke. Fine, fine, fine. All right. <laughs> so next episode of the podcast, the twenty fourth. <clears throat> episode will be on hopefully if schedules work out although that is really close to thanksgiving uh the 22nd of this month um we're gonna give some more reviews of things we own this one will be about gear so like laptops or 
you know, iPhones or whatever it is so that we can... Oh, tech stuff? Yeah, well, it doesn't have to be. You can talk I about your... What about I don't like think a, that's being gear at all. You, well, you can talk about your, your new mug. Oh, I, own a, I own like a Rubik's Cube. I think we'll talk find that, that we have a lot of things that people would be interested to know about. Again, for Christmas present ideas. If you um, have something specific you'd like to hear us review, please send us a recommendation. Sure, sure. And then by that point, we will have a better handle on what this whole Occupy Wall Street thing Do is. You're coming so late to this party. No, because by then there'll be like cities on fire. So late to the party. You just wait. It's only going to escalate from here. Do not ask us to review Mega Lasers because we can't afford them. <laughs> That's also true. And or develop. So by the end of the month, we should have a better idea of what's going on in this crazy country of ours. Um, so until then, I hope you listen to us. You can like us on Facebook. You can give us a rating on iTunes, although you're not going to because nobody ever does. And Except Kelly. That's true. I did. That's right. Like you're the only one. Ago. You're the only one. I said it was like sextastic or something. I think, yeah, you said this is better than sex or something. I don't even yeah. know. It was goofy. Um, so, yeah, that's it for us. Listen to the giant bombcast thing at the end of this if you like Transformers. Uh, also, there's a lot of swearing, so be forewarned. All right, we'll catch you next time. Imagine like a 90 minute Michael Bay movie. Can you even fathom? Like, I was just thinking about that. That would be called editing. Every single one of his movies is like almost three hours long. It would just be split screen the whole time. There'd have to be two things happening at once at all times (laughs) to fit in all of that award winning amazing story. All those slow motion shots. Have any of you guys seen the third Transformers movie? I talked to you about it, about how I thought it was maybe the most terrible movie of our lifetime. It's, uh, it's It's insane. Like how like it gets to a point where it's like okay everything's going on in Chicago let's go to Chicago and it's like an hour action scene it's just like one hour that's just like like money. action scene after just action money. just like fucking robots and buildings falling over and explosions and like characters are being introduced and then killed over the course of this one like hour long action scene and then the movie just fucking ends it's like killed the bad guys Autobots one credits. Just yeah. like like no wrap up or anything. It's just like, and that's the end. That's where we decided to like. We just decided to stop the movie. It's not like it ended. It's just yeah. This is that's what, how much like, more how, many like, much, how much more footage we have. Got, it's like two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, okay, that's probably a good place to stop. Sure, I sure. can render some more robots. So, what did you actually think of it? Did you enjoy it? Um, I enjoyed the part where so uh, uh, Leonard Nimoy voices one of the yeah. the robots Sentinel and he's, he straight up uh, says the Spock line the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few what? at one point Why? but that's how that movie is it's <laughs> dumb it's so dumb also blatantly racist I had, I had Asian character <laughs> Chang for community, but not yeah. at, not as. You, so you oh, saw it, yeah. So but oh, not o- as blat- opening opening night, baby. IMAX in 3D, <laughs> but not as not as blatantly racist as the second was. one. Yeah, the second yeah. one. Had oh, the, the, yeah, the, the twins. The, the, the twins were way 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 worse. Although the thing that kept throwing me off was uh, hair on robots. Yeah, like the, a bunch the, of the, the robots. smart doctor robot. Or yeah, he's whatever. got like he's like 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 bioluminescent hair. Like also he, the cloak. but also he's balding. Like he doesn't have hair on the top of his head. It's just like wrap around to let you know that oh he is a older more distinguished. What? Robot. And then Sentinel, the Leonard Nimoy character, has a fucking robot mustache. There's, just, there's one in the second right. one that has a cane. Yeah. Why does I, he have I, a cane? I, and then why does Megatron have a cloak? Like, oh, but actually, he's not hiding. It, it did make it him look, look kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, had, I had missed 
two, and I thought one was like fairly. I was like, okay, it's kind of dumb, but it's an action movie. It's kind of taking itself at least a bit seriously. I don't know what happened in two, but three is like a vaudeville act. Like three is you know like, what? And I'll tell you this: three reigns it in some from two. Really? Yeah. Like the stuff in two. Oh my gosh. Is Three has like little sidekicks. Well, like two is like an atrocity. Two has well, two has like extended bits with the parents, like way more with the parents. Like even, this has eating like the, hot brownies on a college campus, and then the the parents just go off for twenty minutes being high. Yeah. And oh, you're like, like, wait, what's going? Like, what? And then they go to Paris, and then you like are following them in Paris, being like bad racist Americans in Paris. So it's like Meet the Fockers in like yeah. it's a movie, with, movie within a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's this whole other movie is wow. happening. They run into Ben Stiller, and then there's like this com- <laughs> this comedy mishap of and like, oh no, they're spotting oh, these brownies. Oops. And, then, and then somehow they like show up at the climactic battle at the end. Like they get kicked. Un- like off camera, they get kidnapped, and then just at one point, a robot like drives up to the fight and just dumps them out in Egypt. Yeah, in Egypt, in front of the pyramids, but, the last with, time a, gi- was in with Paris. a giant transform with two balls that are clanging. But I feel like in in three, it's like Optimus Prime Those has balls e- are kind of funny. eaten the pot brownie <laughs> and goes on a trip. <laughs> that, that whole movie was terrible. Like, there's so many dumb jokes in it, and like plays for comedy and yeah. like bits. And- but that's that's Michael Bay. Michael Bay can't resist really awful and comedy no, bits, and no one will tell him no because his movies make so much money. But then all the tra- all the fights. But do, do you think, think that at some on? level, like you know, the the general movie going public, like totally wants that? I can't imagine that. The, the action much, wasn't that great. It was look, like, how much, look how much money that movie made a billion dollars. Why? Because there's robots. I don't get it. They're, they're in disguise yeah. at one point. You know what I do like, though? They're in terrible disguises. <laughs> they are the worst disguises. Actually, I, 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 will, mustache. I will say this. They actually, three uses the, like, in disguise thing better than either of the first two. Like, there are actually moments where it's like, oh, shit, that's a robot. Where it, it had not been let on. That's, they should have just named the movie. <laughs> oh shit, that's a robot. You've summed up everything that's awesome about all of Transformers with one sentence.